Hello, everybody. Welcome to our viewers and our listeners. This is the show Coaches Unleashed, the, the show for everyday people that are interested to understand a bit more about coaching. So today I'm really, really happy to be able to welcome um, a coachy friend of mine, Katrina Court. Katrina is an ICF certified coach, a mama rising facilitator, and a metasance and maternal mental well-being champion. Welcome, Katrina. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's great for you to be here. And as I'm reading out your bio or part of your bio, Katrina, the first thing that strikes me is this incredible term, matricence. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Is that how you pronounce it? Matrescence. Matrescence. There we go. W would you be able to tell us a little bit more about what this, this means, matrescence? Absolutely. Um, so matrescence is the transition that a woman goes through when she becomes a mum. Mm -hmm. um, so a little bit like adolescence captures that transition from childhood into adulthood, um, the term matrescence captures all of the changes that a woman goes through when she becomes a mother. So whether that be the physical changes, um, hormonal changes, changes to um, her emotions, um, the way that she use the world the way that she's seen by the world um a lot of women will go through financial changes when they become mothers changes in their career um so it really is um yeah there's a lot packed into that one word um but it just gives i guess validation to the enormity um of what a woman goes through um when she makes that that transition that's incredible it, it sounds like it's quite an underused word, though. I have not come across that word before. It is. So it was actually coined in the 1970s, believe it or not, um, by an anthropologist um, who came up with the word doula. And whilst doula is wildly used mm. now in, um, you know, in, in kind of common language when we're referring to, um, you know, the support that a woman can get while she is, is pregnant, um, the trustings just seem to get lost in the textbook. Mm -hmm. um, but it is definitely uh, getting a revival, which is which is great, and it's something that I'm very passionate about um, because it it does, as I said, it just it just validates um, and it provides a language that um, otherwise it's very difficult to describe all of those feelings that you go through when you make that huge transition. Um, and yeah, it's it's a word that I just want to shout from the rooftops. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And I, and I think that um, it would be really useful for a lot of women and men out there to understand a bit more about this faith. I love how you um, compare it to sort of an adolescence as well. So there's actually, a, you know, it's a real, it's a phase of, of one's life. So tell me a little bit more, what, what type of people is it that you support then, Katrina? Um, so I work with women who are typically in the early years mm -hmm. of their matrescence and who really want to do motherhood differently so they believe that being an amazing mum you know shouldn't have to mean fully surrendering you know their well-being their ambition you know their their entire sense of selves but they feel stuck 
um and you know they're now ready to i guess say say no more to you know a version of, of motherhood where they feel frustrated and where they feel depleted um and they want to reimagine something that is much more in line with who they are their own values um their own idea of what you know what being a, mo a mother means to them so so that's that's the type of woman that i work with um and just being able to support them um you know whilst they navigate this this very challenging time in you know in a woman's life um you know those kind of those first few years of motherhood um are incredibly intense um so being able to yeah to be that support whilst they're they're finding their ways um yeah i'm i feel really privileged to be able to do that oh okay and um that's really interesting so they reach out to you feeling that they could do this you know differently and all these expectations that society has been putting on them they feel that doesn't quite fit them and they feel that maybe they should be feeling something they're not quite feeling and they want to really experience it in a different or reimagine it even in a different way um so when they actually come to you, um, these women, what are the sort of the common phrases that they use or the common problems that they reach out to you with? Yeah, the, I mean, every, I think, you know, whilst matrescence is universal, every woman's journey is very unique, but there are certain things, certain feelings, certain frustrations that, that come up time and time again. So things like feeling overwhelmed, things like feeling that whatever they're doing, it just doesn't seem to be enough. Um, feeling like they sometimes are, you know, living kind of a, a life where they feel like they're just surviving, you know, they're going through the motions rather than feeling that they are, you know, fulfilled and that they, they're actually thriving. Um, feeling depleted um, quite often, whether that's, you know, mentally or, or, or physically or, or both. Um, and feeling frustrated, I think that comes up a lot, is that, um, you know, that these are women who, they're giving everything to their, to their, to their family and, and, you know, sometimes as well having a career on top. And so they feel like they've got nothing left for themselves at the end of the day um so yeah so they're just some of the some of the common ones guilt as well that's a big one mm. feeling guilty all the time and what is it um, that you're guilty about oh guilty of not doing enough even though they are at capacity uh guilty of feeling like they should be doing things in a different way, mm. guilty of the way that they feel, guilty of, you know, having emotions like anger or resentment, um, mm. feeling ambivalent even about motherhood, which is it's just so normal. But um, yeah, kind of going back to what you said earlier, you know, the social, the societal expectations of, and what we see particularly through social media where we see everything through this filter um you know they're under a lot of pressure um so so yeah it's it's not a surprise that they you know that they they feel this way hmm. yes as you're talking about this something's coming up for me and i wonder 
does the equivalent exist for men, like patrescence or something like that? Does that exist? Yeah, so so it is a term. Uh -huh. um, I mean, matrescence, as I said, is, is only just almost kind of getting that resurgence. So matrescence is, is kind of, you know, even lesser known. Um, but there are and there are studies that show that, you know, you know, the, the, the father figure, you know, they they go through changes, too. And, you know, it's so it's not just it's not just, um, you know, the experience of, of, of the mother, it will be very different. Um, but support is out there as well. And, you know, there are dedicated um, supporters out there that will support dads, whether that's through mental health struggles when they become a father, um, or even just being able to support um, their, their partner through it as well. So yeah. I think there's, there's a lot of education to be done um, around support for dads as well. So um, I'm hoping that someone else can pick up that that particular fight. But but yeah, it's definitely it definitely does exist and it's definitely needed. Yeah, and and so Katrina, you being a woman and a mother, mm. um, I'd like to know more about how your personal journey has um, has impacted the way that you got into, you know, doing, doing this matrescence coaching yourself and being an ICF certified coach and mama rising facilitator. Also that term mama rising is really intriguing. And so I'd love to know more about your personal journey, yeah. you know, what this means to you and also a bit about this mama rising as well. That'd be great. Of course. Well, I think it's safe to say that I wouldn't be here doing what I do if it wasn't through my own personal struggles. Mm. Um, my own matrescence uh, was, I found that deeply challenging. Mm. Um, I, you know, I kind of struggled from day one with feeding and it was almost felt as if I entered motherhood already on the back foot. Mm. Um, and I, I just felt like, I wasn't cut out for it. I was kind of expecting this maternal instinct that everyone kind of tells you about to kick in and it just never really did. Um, and so I I just kind of just was waiting for this to happen. It, it didn't, I just kind of kept putting one foot in front of the other, just carrying on thinking, oh, at some point it will all click. Um, and it, it, it didn't really, I, I really struggled for the first, I would say two years of my motherhood. Um, I thought maybe going back to work might help, you know, kind of bring back some of that kind of old sense of self, sense of identity. Um, and it was about, well, it was, it was just around my daughter's second birthday. I just completely fell apart. Um, mm. I was burnt out from, you know, trying to be everything, do everything. Um, and it was really clear that I needed some help. So I, I did, I, you know, I, I got the help that I needed. Um, I decided that I would leave a 15 year career in communications, which is what I did before, before that. Um, took some time out to really just reflect on what I wanted to do, got, you know, went through coaching myself. Um, and that's kind of what led me then to, to coaching first, um, you know, retraining to become a transformational coach um and then through that and as I started to I think 
explore and unpack my own matrescence journey, um, the two just came together. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, you know, who would I really, who do I really want to serve? And the answer was, you know, I want to be the support to mums that I felt that I, I didn't have at the time. Um, so yeah, so that's, so that, that, I guess that's kind of how I came to be a coach. Um, and then you also asked about Mama Rising. Um, so Mama Rising is a specific um, type of training. It's again, it's an ICF certified training, um, but it is designed to support women th through matrescence. It's uh, devised by uh, one of the leading um, voices and educators in matrescence, um, a wonderful woman called Amy Taylor Cabaz. Um, and some of her own um, kind of programs really helped me when I was was going through um, kind of, you know, learning and understanding more about matrescence. Um, and, and yeah, so, um, so that, that is, I am now a, a qualified memorizing facilitator. Um, and it just means that I have the tools, the language, the frameworks to be able to really hold a woman through as she starts to unpack. Um, so all of my coaching um, is is through the lens of, of matrescence. Um, I think until we can understand um, how you've got here and why we feel this way, it's really difficult to move forward, which is why a lot of, you know, at the point of coming or, or kind of, you know, booking a discovery call with me or something, you know, a lot of women are like, they've, they've started to understand that something isn't quite right. Um, and they really want to move forward, but they're finding it hard to do that alone because, you know, they haven't unpacked, um, you know, what's going on and, and really understood, um, you know, why they're feeling, feeling this way. A lot of the time they, you know, they blame themselves and I can totally relate to that because that's exactly what I did. I think it must be me. Uh, you know, I must just be doing something wrong. Um, but it, there's a lot, it's a lot going on. So it sounds like a journey and it sounds like finally when they figure out that they actually need the help of a professional and they find you, then the real sort of, you know, journey can begin to reimagining um, this, this new role in their life. Yeah. And how, how is it, Katrina, that somebody can, you know, how do, how do these women find you? Um, well, hopefully some more women might find me through listening to this. Um, but, <laughs> um, so um, I uh, have a presence on Instagram. Mm. Um, I am also part of a couple of um, networks that are designed to support mums in, in lots of different ways. Uh, one of those being careering into motherhood. So a lot of um, my clients find me through that. So that that's that's kind of, been a great community um to be a part of um and the other um other way that people can work with me is also i um do some work with corporates so with organizations as mm. well so um you know purpose-driven organizations that want to you know retain value support um their you know their female talent as they come back from uh, parental leave in particular 
Um, so I, um, yeah, I partner with organizations to help them either through one-to-one -one coaching with these women um, or group programs, um, or I'm about to, um, to deliver a workshop in a couple of weeks um you know to a kind of a wider group of people which is all about understanding how matrescence um you know how we can support women through going through matrescence in the workplace so, uh, so who, yeah so lots that, of different ways who's who's this uh, this workshop that you're talking about to support women through matrescence who is that for is it also for managers like male managers or is it for women or for both I would say it's for everybody, okay. uh, but um, so this one in particular is is for for managers, um, and it's really important because you know, particularly if you're a line manager, um, a lot of the time it's it's not necessarily knowing what the best thing to do is. It's not because they're you know they're unsympathetic or they don't want to be a support, but they don't really know how, um, and or they're afraid of saying or doing the wrong thing. And, you know, there's so much, um, you know, uh, so much fear, I guess, around, um, you know, women, maternity, returning to work. Um, so, you know, just having that understanding of, you know, this is what this, you know, these women might be experiencing. And these are some ways that you can help them. These are some conversations that you can start. I think a lot of, a lot of it is about, you know, just starting conversations, making it normal to talk about um, sleep deprivation. You know, you go, you return back to work and, you know, because it's been six, nine, 12 months since, you know, since you've had your baby, everyone kind of assumes that the sleep thing is no longer an issue. Um, but, you know, and I remember, you know, you're going into work and, you know, you've maybe had like, four or five hours sleep if you're lucky not necessarily always in the same like same stretch and you're mm -hmm. just trying to perform as you were before so just normalizing conversations and can you know that in itself can just be a really big support to um yeah to women going through this yeah now as as you say that uh, it makes me um it reminds me of when I went back to um, with my second child with my first child I went back to work quite quickly I think he was four months old when I went back to work but with my second child my daughter I took longer I took three years also because I um, you know the organization I was working for was going through a mega sort of restructuring and um, and merger at the time so I literally left the work force for a couple of years and really took advantage of my sort of my, my my maternity leave and I have to say absolutely enjoyed it but I did go back to work when she was three years old and she still was not sleeping through the night so typically she'd be waking up around 11 p.m after a couple of hours that I'd put her down which is you know exactly the time that I was getting ready to go to sleep and then she'd wake up again a couple of times during the night. So I didn't really get a good night, like, um, you know, solid hours, sort of, you know, of more than five hours of sleep per night. And I'm a sleeper. I mean, I need my sleep. And so every time I would travel, um, I go abroad for one of the offsite meetings, I was so happy because at least I got to sleep that night, you know, straight, you know, eight straight hours. It was bliss. It yeah. was bliss. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, it's a big one. But again, I think it goes back, doesn't it, to kind of the expectations that we have about what it means to be a mother and, you know, the generalization, I think, that we can often give to, you know, motherhood um, you know, at all stages, not just in those early years where there seems to be this kind of like one size fits all ideal. Um, and it's really not like that. It's really not. Um, but it's, it's difficult to, well, it's difficult to recognize that I think as, as the mother, um, and it's, it's equally as difficult to recognize that if you're on the outside, um, and, you know, then for being able to, to nuance, um, you know, the support that a particular, you know, mother might, might need. Yeah. Also, because I mean, I love what you said about normalizing it by actually speaking about it because some people are so scared to say or do the wrong thing. And also, not everybody will be a parent out there that is leading people. However, it's so, such a personal experience that it's difficult sometimes for people to understand how other parents are going through a difficult patch or a hard time, you know, because maybe their child was a sleeper while mm. the people they're leading that their, their, their child isn't and if you haven't had that experience yourself I find that sometimes leaders can be quite judgy saying well you know I've, yeah. I've got three kids and yeah. I made it so you can make it as well yeah. and yeah so it can become quite um, judgmental and I think just being able to speak about it and normalize it and creating a supportive environment where people can share their own personal experiences and learn and grow from each other would yeah. indeed be a great benefit. And I'm, I'm sure will also help, you know, the culture in terms of the, you, you called it a purpose-driven organization. Yeah. And I'm also curious to understand, what does that mean for you, purpose-driven organization? Um, I think it just means that, you know, organizations who, who care about mm. the well-being of their employees, um in the same way that they do about their customers or the planet or the what you know so you know just I guess just understanding that um you know you are working with humans with human emotions um and so often you know we hear the the term you know people can bring their whole selves to work thrown around quite flippantly but you know when when it's kind of you know the reality of yeah a woman who is you know sleep deprived desperately trying to prove that she can still do her job um you know giving her that support is is what shows that you you know that she can you know bring her whole self to work so um and the statistics are shocking i mean I, i'm not sure what they are kind of globally but i mean in, here in the uk um it's around 20 percent of women that leave the workforce completely just because you know they find it unsustainable um and around one in ten have a mental health illness within the first two years of returning to work which is really sad mm. um because a lot of this you know they're just not getting you're not getting any support um they're just expected to return and kind of bounce back um it's yeah it's a big gap and, big gap for support. 
I think you mentioned this before in one of our previous conversations, how women are not meant to do this alone. I mean, we oh, are yeah. not wired to do this alone, no. right? No, no. You know, if we go back, um, and we and, and you know, I think there's there's obviously a lot a lot of changes that have happened over you know, kind of in in, in modern modern day motherhood is intense mm -hmm. because a lot of the time you are alone, you don't have that village. Everyone talks about you know it takes a village to raise a child. Where is the village? So it's a lot of <laughs> most women don't have that, um, or they have to go out and find their village, and that you know that's putting the pressure then back on you know back on the mother it's just one more thing you know that these moms have to do I better go and find my village um so so yeah it is is a lot and and we're not we're not meant to do it alone and I think a lot of a lot of additional pressure comes from that belief that we you know that we should be doing this and then we, we you know if I ask for help it means that I'm not coping if I ask for help it means that I'm not a good enough mother um so again kind of normalizing reaching out for support and for help um and that it doesn't mean that you know you're not an amazing mom or it doesn't mean that you're failing it just means that you know you you know you deserve deserve the support and and that's another thing that you know that I do with all of my clients it's you know once we've worked through um you know the, the barriers and the beliefs that might be you know kind of you know holding keeping them trapped in this kind of version of motherhood that's you know leaving them feeling so frustrated and so depleted but one thing that we then do as we work on okay what is going to be your toolbox moving forward because you know as you know and you know you've got slightly older children than I am this is ongoing you know it's um it's a hard gig and you know there are new challenges um, with each phase of motherhood you know as your kids grow the challenges just get different um so having that toolbox and really being clear on what you need in your support you know your support network as well um to allow you to um you know to, to be able to kind of then go ahead and like thrive rather than feeling that you're just surviving mm. Yeah, I like that. So you you give them also sort of practical tools that they can use and, and, and bring that awareness. So what does a typical coaching journey look like, the type of journeys that you offer? How long does it last? How long are the sessions? What does that look yeah. like? Um, so typically, women will work with me for anything between three to four months. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a typical I do there are some women that have worked with me longer um but typically um that's that's around kind of three to four months um I say that we kind of work on like three levels um so a little bit of what I've touched on before so firstly about really honoring their matrescence so validating what they've been through unpacking um you know what are the areas within their their life that they feel have changed the most which ones you know do they want to make a change in because you know it's change isn't always all bad um so it's kind of really understanding that um and i think the the second thing is then about unpacking all of the social expectations, the beliefs that they've carried into motherhood, you know, whether that's generational, whether that's just societal in general. 
Um, and by doing those two things, it creates a bit of distance between, you know, what the woman is feeling and putting everything on her feeling that she is failing and doing something wrong and getting that understanding about, okay, well, actually there are some things that are outside of my control and this is why I'm feeling that uh, this way. Um, and that's really validating, allows them to treat themselves with much more compassion, kindness. Um, but also interesting, it kind of, it gives a bit of power back. Um, a lot of times, you know, women can feel helpless in this kind of, you know, version that they found themselves in. Um, and then the third thing is then where we work kind of on the individual level. So that is really about values. And that's at the foundation of, you know, creating a version of motherhood that feels that is tailor-made for you it starts with being really clear. Um, what oh, you I want. love that. I love that. Um, creating a version of motherhood that is tailored to you as yeah. opposed to this Instagram perfect idea of motherhood yeah. that you need to try to fit into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where the magic happens. That's mm. when, you know, the women really start to then come into their own um and and create something that works for them so that's values that's boundaries um that's identifying their strengths a lot of the time you know their confidence has been knocked um so really kind of like rebuilding um what is great about them and carrying that into the kind of this new role um so yeah i hope that's answered your question i kind of forgot what the original question was Yes, the original question um, was um, how, you know, the, the sort of the typical yeah. coaching um, yeah. journey, what yeah. it would look like. Yeah, so yeah. I think you answered it very well. And, right. and yeah, the one thing I would add is that, that I also offer slightly more tailored packages uh, or programs, should I say, to women who um, who are just returning to work. So who really want to focus on that transition back into the workplace and a lot of it is you know we do a lot cover a lot of the same things but you know we might get a little bit laser focused um on then on that on that return and, and making that transition feel seamless and um sustainable as well yes so you're anticipating what is going to be um a transition and providing that support earlier on as opposed to waiting for them to feel that that overwhelm um so that makes sense i mean i wish all companies could offer that as a as a benefit mm -hmm. to to mothers you know being reintegrated back into the workplace after becoming a mother that would be you know i think an ideal world yeah i wish i had it <laughs> yeah and I wish I had had it too. I'm sure that, um, you know, if we were to ask mothers out there, um, a lot of them wish that they had had it because um, I think it just accelerates the process and, and normalizes it as well and makes yeah. you feel less alone. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, there's a benefit to the organization as well. You know, when it comes to retaining, you know, women in the workplace, I mean, you know, the cost of recruitment, the last kind of stat that I saw was something like twenty thousand pounds. Sort of like, yeah. you know, when you take into consideration everything, all the hours and 
recruitment costs and then the training up. So, um, so it's a benefit to, to, you know, to employers as well, um, not just to the women themselves. That's incredible, incredible work that you're doing, Katrina. And I'm just um, keeping um, look out for the time. And I think we're coming close to to our 30 minute cutoff. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I really wanted to to thank you so much for coming on the show today and for sharing your your experience and the work that you do. And I hope that even if there's just one person out there that's listening to this, that will find this helpful then this will have been um you know worth worthwhile for us oh, thank you so much for having me it's been lovely um chatting to you and i completely agree i think i very much kind of went into this with that mentality you know if i can just support one woman to feel differently to the way that i did then i'll be happy so um and that's kind of it's just the ripple effect that that has so yeah, yeah thank you for having me you're welcome. And I will, as usual, put all the details um, on, um, on the description of the video and the, um, the audio. So if anybody would like to reach out to Katrina or to myself, please do so. And I think it's come the time to say goodbye, Katrina, to, to our viewers and to our listeners. And so thank you, everybody, for listening and watching and see you for the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.